Have you ever seen a situation whereby you are in a space, you have got things to do, you've made your plans, perhaps at the beginning of the year, or perhaps you are one of those people who make long-term plans, three-year, five-year, or even 10-year plans, and then something happens. Something just changes everything completely, and you're not particularly sure what to do. That is exactly the kind of thing we had the last few years. And many people did not know what to do. But while some people crumbled under the pressure of the unknown, under the pressure of the change, some people made a difference positively. How did that happen? Why did it happen? And what can we learn from it, especially as mothers? I am Dr. Duni. I am the mom empowerment coach, family doctor, international speaker, and the best-selling author of the book, Every Mom is a Supermom. I'm also your host on the Wellbeing for Mothers show, and this is where we talk about the truths of motherhood, the good, the bad, the ugly, the things that we go through as mothers, especially in our day-to-day lives, what we can do to ensure our well-being as we progress through our journey as mothers. Because when we are taking care of our children, we look at ways by which we can not only improve our lives personally, but improve the lives of those coming after us, those beautiful children we have. And when I talk about plans, most mothers, when they make plans, they make plans with their children in mind. I definitely had that. I remember when I was younger, I used to have this practice of laying out my plans. I would write them down. Then I wasn't very familiar with the term journaling, but as far as I can think, I have been journaling. I would write out my plans, not just the big goals, but the steps to get to that goal. And it was so beautiful because at the end of the day, I was able to get them done, move things forward, and it looked good. It felt good. But then I became a mother and everything changed. And being a mother, what I found out was whenever I needed to make a decision, I needed to consider my children. I needed to consider what was right for them and then also consider what was right at that time. So having made a plan for five years, I got a shocking news. And this news was spread over several months. Initially, it was just um, the fear of the unknown, which was a situation whereby we had, uh, I'm a family doctor and I still practice medicine. And this time around, I was covering the out of hours service. So that's like the emergency services when the the family doctor's surgery are closed. So this is usually either on weekends or at night time. So this particular time, I was covering one of these services. And I remember there was a new update released to all the family doctors to say, well, when you see patients, that's family doctors and emergency physicians, when you see patients, please ask them these questions. So one of them was, have you been to Wuhan? And another one was, um, have you had a fever or cough? 
And we would ask those questions. And most of the time, you could almost predict what the answers were, especially those in relation to travel. But as time went on, we stopped asking those questions because the questions evolved. We started asking questions about travel to places that were closer to where we were located. And that was becoming terrifying. Before we knew it, we all kind of went into lockdown. That changed a lot of things for people. Because when we went into lockdown, those who had plans of travel had to cancel their plans of travel. Those who were speakers and had um, speaking engagements across the country had to cancel those. I had conferences I was going to attend. I had to cancel them. I had events that I was going to put together and I had to cancel them. Now, in that moment where we had a lot of uncertainty, in that moment where we had a lot of change, one of the most important changes was the children needed to stay at home. I love my beautiful children. And they're such a joy to be with. But imagine you're working from home and you're homeschooling. Now, I was never homeschooled. I always went to a formal education center, um, either primary school, high school, university. I went to a formal center. Apart from that, I've never homeschooled my children. (laughs) But this time around, I was faced with homeschooling them. I was definitely at a stage, like many other parents, of concern, panic, worry. Oh my goodness, what am I going to do? (laughs) I can't remember all the reflective pronouns and the um, personifications and simile examples that I was taught in school. My goodness, onomatopoeia and all those parts of speech and grammar. So, I mean, thinking about that, it was terrifying. Thinking about that, it was concerning. But you know what I did? I, as a mother, I told my children, we're going to be in lockdown, but I don't know how long. But this is what's happening, and we're going to go through this together. But as we go through this, I want you to enjoy every part of it, because one day, We're going to come out and we're going to share this story with people, whether it be your children, your grandchildren, or even people who would read the things you've written and perhaps placed in a time capsule. People will learn from what your experience was now because they will hear there was a pandemic one time and what exactly happened, they would love to know. I remember my son used to call it the coronavirus holiday. And he used to say this thing, especially when we went for our only permitted physical activity, outdoor physical activity, which was a walk or jog or run, whatever it is, you were only permitted to go out once a day. Um, And we, we did that. So part of our routine in my homeschool, where I was the head teacher and the class teacher, was to ensure that we did that outdoor physical activity. So we went out, we did a walk, we explored our living area. Now there's some streets around my house I never knew existed. We found those streets and we walked down those streets. 
we took notes of the streets and the leaves and the trees and really had fun walking down and playing games. But you know, what I found out was they did send a lot of, um, like a scheduling of what we were supposed to do to help mothers, fathers, parents that were in the home, who were homeschooling their children, how to cover the syllabus. So while, of course, the first few weeks was with lots of, let's figure this thing out. The next set was, okay, children, this is school. There are some things you need to cover. Let's work through this. So how did we change that plan from I go to work, they go, go to school and I'm able to do my own bits and bobs in between to me being uh, able to work from home and homeschool. And of course, you know, with children being at home, their hands are not far from the refrigerator or the pantry. So having to balance all that, how did that change? I think one of the very important things that really helped during that period was being open and not feeling like I know everything. The moment you are truthful about what you are going through and open to the fact that you don't know everything, so you're not like the parent that would say, well, <laughs> mommy was always first in class. I was always first. I was never last. I never failed anything. You know, those kind of, there's some parents that, of course, growing up, we heard that kind of story. Just being true to them and say, well, this is new to me. Let's figure this out together. I know sometimes it almost me means that we feel vulnerable, but sometimes you need to actually show your vulnerability to your children. Sometimes you need to show your vulnerability to your loved ones. Now, of course, some people say you need to show vulnerability to people, but sometimes you need to be very mindful of who you show your vulnerability to. But in this case, it was my children. And I was able to tell them, well, mommy, it's been, it's been over, <laughs> probably getting to quite a few decades when mommy talked about parts of speech in grammar or the types of pronouns that exist. So we're going to work through this together. And if mommy doesn't know, thank goodness for Google. You know, so... We had that as a nice bit of laugh. So expectations were managed. And the next thing that really helped with managing that change, how you kind of change your plans to deal with the situation on ground was I decided to tap into my inner child. I decided to make things fun. And, you know, when you make things fun, it's, moves you from a place of rigidity. It moves you from a place of wanting to express that authoritarian role or pos position to a place where you feel, oh, this has happened. I see that this is something that is interesting to know, but I also see that there is some flexibility. Now, I'm going to give you an example. I don't know how many of you have perhaps seen or perhaps filled a container with water and placed it in the refrigerator. Now, if you have done that, 
you would notice that after some time you put it in in the freezer compartment of your refrigerator you find out that it becomes hard what happened there's a change of state from liquid to solid and just tapping a little bit into physics a bit they'll just permit me a bit of physics and chemistry there is a specific um energy that is utilized to change that state and when you look at the change of state from one form to another the amount of energy is way more than changing from one temperature to another whenever we adopt a rigid solid unmovable unshakable unwavering attitude towards situations we struggle. But whenever we allow ourselves to change a state from being rigid to being open, to being pliable, to being flexible, we emit a lot of um, energy that we can utilize to make that situation beautiful. This is such an important thing to note. And because of that, I'm going to say that again. Whenever you change your state and allow yourself to move from a place where you are rigid, solid, unmovable, inflexible, to a state where you are more open, liquid, fluid, and flexible, you release energy, high levels of energy you can utilize to shift that situation, usually in your favor. And so it's so important that in situations like this, when things change, tapping into your inner child, tapping into the playful aspect of yourself, tapping into that place of possibility is an important thing and is a useful thing for you and especially for your children. Because then they will realize that No circumstance, no challenge is insurmountable. Of course, there are pains. Of course, there are concerns. Of course, these things happen. But what the most important thing is, is that you recognize who you are, tap into your inner child, because then you will see possibilities. So back to what I was telling you about being in that position where I'm homeschooling, I'm working from home, trying to figure everything out, I decided, you know what? Let's make this fun. We made mathematics fun. I made teaching them so much fun. It all started with the first thing we did in the day. The moment they've had their, they've had their bath, had brushed their teeth, and all the normal things we normally do, they would carry their school bags, walk to the front door and I'm, I had kind of had to turn my dining room to um, the teaching classroom. <laughs> so they will walk to the front door and with their school bags, they'll come one at a time. Hello, teacher. And I'll say, oh, welcome. How are you? How's home? Have you had your breakfast? Okay, come on in. And I'll put the first one to sit. So my daughter will sit. And then my son will come up, hello, teacher. And he will run and hug me. 
and want to kiss me. I'm like, oh, you don't kiss your teacher. <laughs> and we'll have a good laugh because he was like, this is mommy. Of course he knows this is mommy, but he was, we were acting it out. It was almost like making a play out of it. And doing that made it such an enjoyable experience from start. At the end, when school ended, when we had finished school work, they said, okay, bye teacher. And we did exactly the same thing. And that is one way that we adopted some playfulness into that schedule, reducing the level of stress, tension, and uncertainty that was going through at that time in the world. That also allowed me, because of course I was moving from a place of rigidity to a place of flexibility. I had so much energy to be more creative with the learning programs, the learning um, resources I was using for them. And so part of that is what we as parents, uh, as mothers especially, and I'm speaking as mothers because I'm a mother myself, and I know what it's like when you feel Am I doing what I should do? Am I helping them or am I hindering them? Why I bring that up is when you feel that you're doing great for your children, you feel happy, but you don't celebrate it. I know because I have been there. I didn't used to celebrate myself. I thought, no, this is your duty, mom. You have to do it. But then... When you perhaps do something that you feel perhaps is not enabling them, it's not how you would want to treat them or perhaps not what you would want to give them, guess what happens? You feel bad. You have mom guilt and that mom guilt is so real. And what do you do? You beat yourself up. You're stressing yourself out and it's such a vicious cycle. So what do we do? The third thing I did when it came to changing my plans, when you have set something and it did not go as it should have done, was for every single win, we had a good celebration. Every single win, no matter how small, we had a good celebration. Now, this, of course, kind of flowed from that childlike experience. It flowed from that um, childlike trust in who we are and in who we are becoming and in what we are doing. And when we, when I did that kind of celebration in the moment, celebration after something great happened, celebration if we had a near miss, <laughs> including the near misses, it was great. But you know, for those who perhaps would think, oh, yeah, there we go. Okay, yeah, yeah, they'll celebrate. It sounds silly. I'm going to bring a bit of science into it. Now, you see, we have this chemical that is released in the brain. It's released from what we call the reward center. And whenever we do something, we achieve something, someone acknowledges our presence, that chemical is released. Someone acknowledges we've done a good job. That chemical is released and it has such a beautiful, profound effect on our mental and emotional well-being. And whenever we have that um, enhanced mental and emotional well-being, guess what happens? 
physically will feel great, will feel empowered. And that's something we need to think about. It's something we need to start to cherish. Why? Because everybody else around us is using that knowledge. Sometimes almost using the knowledge against us. I don't know how many of you have ever had a game on your phone or perhaps you grew up playing video games. I grew up playing video games. I had lots of favorite video games. And there are some that you probably find a bit harder to get off. I know there was this era of Candy Crush and people would not want to get off it. There was a time when people were chasing Pokemons and they would, the cars would stop. I heard about it. I never witnessed it personally, but cars will stop on traffic because people were looking for Pokemons. Why? Because when you hear the sound and you see the celebration that you've found something, you have um, gotten to a particular level, you've moved from level eight to level nine, your character in the video game is winning. Guess what happens? That dopamine is released. And you then stick to that game and you just want to be, oh, one more level, one more. I'll just do one more. Why don't we do this for ourselves? Why don't we celebrate ourselves? Let's be the ones that are triggering the release of that dopamine that is going to help us to feel better, to do more, to feel accomplished. And that's the reason why it's so important that no matter how small the progress we make, no matter how small the changes we need to celebrate. Now I'm going to draw from that because everything we've talked about today stems from one and flows into the other. As you're celebrating, I want you to move on to the next step, which is that of gratitude. Now this gratitude is not just expressed to people outside yourself. Of course, it's great. I love to recognize that I do not do things on my own. I am not who I am because of my own abilities. I am here. I'm alive. I am well. I am healthy because of divine intervention, because of the people that God has so graciously created to make the food, plant the crops, harvest them, transport them to the shops, sell them to me. The people I am that have been made available for me to help so that I could get paid to have the money to buy the food. The people who pump the gas out for me to cook my food, warm my house. You know, all those things. It's all a, a big web of people interconnected with you. So no one is self-made. You're here because of the many people that you have come across, both the people that gave you wonderful compliments and helped you go up the rung of the ladder of life, and those that tried to pull you down. They all contributed to who you are today. So your gratitude should go out first to your creator, then to the people around you then to yourself. 
So important. Thank yourself. And that's why we kind of took that separately. I know I said celebrate, but that celebration is for you. But the gratitude, you need to be grateful that even that change happened. I know it's not very easy to say, well, um, I went through this. It's challenging. It's painful. Um, the pandemic was hurtful to very many people. And my heart goes out to those who are going through challenges as a result of that or have been through challenges and probably grieving at the moment. My heart goes out. But let's look at certain things as well. Because within every negative, challenging, difficult situation, there is an element, there is a seed of good that comes forth. I remember before the pandemic, people did not know their neighbors. As a result of the pandemic, people started to know who their neighbors were. Sometimes their neighbors will not have milk or some groceries. They will say, oh, I've not seen you for a few days. Are you okay? Oh, I'm isolating because I've got the virus. Okay, I'll buy, do some shopping for you. Put it at your front door. People started to become their brother's keeper. Isn't that what we want? To be able to look out for each other, to be able to care for each other. Yes, there were negative things that happened. There was an increase in the level of domestic violence. But also, many people had some awakening moments. Sometimes people looked at that situation and said, you know what? I've been keeping quiet on this for too long. It's time for me to make a move. Some people left a job that they did not enjoy that was draining them of energy. Some people discovered their passion. All in that. So yes, we do make plans. So you might have a plan now. And I'm not going to tell you not to make plans. Please do. As you make these plans, make your one year, three year, five year, ten year plans. But remember that these plans change. And when these plans change, there is a tendency for you to perhaps just collapse and say, oh, well, I don't know what to do. But then also, very importantly, the potential for you to also say, you know what? I'm going to go with the flow. I'm going to open myself up, not be rigid. I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to celebrate me. I'm going to tap into my inner child. These are things that you can utilize. I hope this is singing some songs and awakening some thought processes within you. For those who perhaps are loving this, I'd like you to connect with me. The Wellbeing for Mothers show is available on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And so you'll be able to get it there as well. And if you're interested in being notified whenever an episode is released, I would like you to subscribe as well so that you get notified when these episodes are being released. So I am Dr. Duny. I am the mom empowerment coach, international speaker, family doctor, best-selling author of the book, Every Mom is a Supermom, and your host on this show. I look forward to connecting with you. I'm going to make the show notes available so you'll be able to find them and be able to connect. Ask questions. Let me know what you think about this. Which part resonated with you the most? I'll put the Telegram channel um, 
in the show notes and that you can access at www.drduni.com forward slash show. Do take care, stay well, and know that every single day, no matter what you face, you can make a difference. You can live the life you desire and deserve, and you can be well in yourself. Thank you.